It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The transfer portal continues to churn out guys the BYU may be interested in. One of them recently coming from the University of Utah and a proven product at the Power 5 level. We'll talk about those options for BYU amidst a mailbag edition of the show and also get you ready for BYU and LMU on the hardwoods tonight. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show and reaching out. We are, of course, proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal, as we're fond of saying here, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. We're that secret weapon that ace up your sleeve when it comes to your conversations with family, friends, or just around the water cooler when it comes to Cougar athletics because you will sound like the most in-the-know person that you will, that you can find out there because you have this podcast. Now, obviously, love for you guys to share it with your family and friends and also those of uh, your friends that are around the water cooler, your coworkers, etc. But nonetheless, thank you for making some time to join us here on the show. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. and uh, It's a mailbag edition of the podcast today, and there are a number of the questions that came in, and you guys responded in force. And if I don't get to all the questions today, I'm happy to carry it over, and I'll actually do some of the questions on a Friday edition of the show. So bear with me if I don't get to your question on today's show. We'll get that out of the way right off the top. But a question that came in, and this relates to some news yesterday, that a University of Utah running back Makai Bernard has entered the NCAA transfer portal as a grad transfer. Now, when you say grad transfer, typically you're thinking, okay, he's only got one year of eligibility, but he actually has two years of eligibility. He has two years to play beyond uh, what he currently has played at the University of Utah. He has tallied over 1,600 total yards in his career at the University of Utah. Actually started the 2022 Rose Bowl at cornerback on defense for Utah when they were in extreme need uh, due to some injuries and obviously did not go well, but his position versatility and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, in addition to being a pretty hard-nosed runner, uh, despite not having elite size for a running back, make him a very attractive transfer portal option. Now, the question inevitably, as soon as that news came out, uh, came in uh, in terms of our uh, our listener mailbag, Zach Lovell, our good friend, and Zach, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, we've talked about it in the past, but Zach asked this, do we have a chance to get Makai Bernard? Uh, frankly, Zach, I've got no feel for that at this juncture. Does that mean that he uh, could end up at BYU? Sure. Does that mean that he could very much be looking elsewhere, maybe going home to California, I think he's a California native, or wanting to play at a program where he is the undisputed number one guy? That very well could be the case, and I think that's probably his mindset when it comes uh, to finding his next landing spot for a college program. He, his time at Utah is very similar and parallels a lot of what Lopini Katoa experienced at BYU, where he truly was never the guy, the number one guy. He was always 1B or the Robin to another running back's Batman. Think of Zach Moss. Think of uh, Ty Jordan. I think this year of Jaquindon Jackson, Tavion Thomas at Utah. You think of all those backs that he's kind of played compliment to. Well, I don't even, even cross over Zach Moss, but regardless, you get my point. 
Same thing with uh, Lopini Katoa. Uh, think of like Tyler Algier, Jamal Williams. He he went through a list of guys that he was the compliment to. Chris Brooks this past season for BYU. And that's what Mekhi Bernard would probably be thinking he'd be playing if he came to BYU. But BYU should go out there and absolutely kick the tires and see if he has any interest potentially in joining the BYU football program. A number of you when I was tweeting about this were like, well, we already have running backs like Hinkley Ropati. They brought in Aiden Robbins as a grad transfer. They also already have Miles Davis in there. Uh, Jackson McChesney, Mason Fakahua. Okay, I get that the entirety of that list make it look like BYU's running back room is very, very uh, deep on paper. It is deep on paper, but the problem is, outside of Aiden Robbins, what is the history for all of those running backs that I just listed that are currently at BYU? Every single one of them have an injury history. That's why BYU went out and got Chris Brooks this past year. That's why they went out and got Aiden Robbins, and that's why they should consider getting Makai Bernard if he has any interest whatsoever. Like I said, I, I I think that the odds are against BYU landing Mackay Bernard, if I'm speaking frankly, about their chances of landing him to answer your question, Zach. But the nice part is BYU's continuing to see options pop up in the portal. That's the thing about this. This is going to continue for at least two more weeks before the portal period ends. There will be another opening uh, of the w- portal when it comes to the end of spring ball at the end of March. I think it runs through the middle part of, uh, of April, but... That's the next time guys can go into the portal. So if you're going to get into the portal, you've got essentially two weeks now to make up your mind and get a move on. And once you go into the portal, you don't have to make an immediate declaration of where you're going to land right away because you can go into the portal and bide your time. And obviously a number of guys that BYU has signed so far, Aiden Robbins, Waylon Lapuaho, those guys that are coming into BYU's program already, they are going to be enrolling in school that starts Monday. They'll be there for winter semester and they'll be part of off-season workouts, uh, spring ball, etc. In the case of a guy like McCoy, Kai Bernard, if he's going to pick BYU and it plans to get into BYU, he has to make a decision like today, honestly, if he wants to get it done and be enrolled in time for winter. But that may may very well be uh, kind of down his list of priorities in terms of finding the right spot for himself first and foremost. But we'll see. Now, that also brings up another question that came in uh, via social media. And the question was asked, okay, Jake, what do you know in terms of BYU uh, uh and their uh, options with regards to visits. Alex Hansen asks this. Are you hearing about any portal visits happening this week? And Trevor asked a similar question. says, what are the remaining top recruiting targets and the likelihood of BYU getting them? Maybe a couple of transfer portal options and a couple of high school slash JUCO options. Now, uh, Trevor and Alex, I'm actually going to defer, uh, and I'm see if I can get them on the show probably next week maybe to talk about this, uh, Jeff Hansen uh, from Cougar Sports Insider on the 24-7 Sports Network, also a host of Give Him Hell Brigham and also a writer over there for GE. EHB. Uh, he does a great job and he is the m- more in the know on that stuff. So I'll do my best to get him on the show. He's a friend of the podcast. We've had him on before and hopefully he can answer some of those questions. But let me just answer generally, more, maybe more directly to Alex's question. Are you hearing about any portal visits happening this week? Now with regards to portal visits, they can be set up and canceled within a 20 minute span. A guy may get a call from BYU saying, hey, uh, are you interested in coming to BYU? He says, yeah, sure. Well, we want to get you out here on a visit. And he says, okay, great. Let's work out the details. And then BYU maybe gets a commitment from another guy and all of a sudden they make the call back to that young man. Hey, uh, thanks, but no thanks. It's really that cutthroat. I've talked with enough guys in this portal uh, period so far that essentially the recruiting cycle, they can still do official visits if you're a guy that's very interested in a program and the program is interested in you. You can make those visits, but 
in many cases, the initial conversation between a coach and a player in the transfer portal is essentially, hi, I'm coach so-and-so from insert university name here. Are you interested in potentially uh, joining our program? Yes or no? You say yes, the conversation continues. Maybe ends up with you going on an official visit. If you say no, essentially they say, thank you for your time. Uh, have a great day, and they have to move on. It, it moves that quickly, and it really happens that guys will be interested one moment and then suddenly get a dream offer, or BYU, in this case, gets a guy that commits to the same position, and they say, you know what, thanks, but we already have uh, that spot filled. It, it's really that uh, crazy, and it's, it's nothing against any of these young men. It's nothing against the programs. Nobody's at fault in this circumstance, but the nice part is there continue to be a number of options for BYU when it comes to the transfer portal, and that should excite you as a Cougar fan thinking that maybe BYU's not getting as many guys as they should be getting out of the transfer portal. It, they were doing their work. And that brings me to one other question here that comes in from our good friend running uh, running Reb D. Humes on uh, social media. And uh, he asked this question. He said, Jake, uh, well, let me actually let me find it here. Okay, he says, ask, what can BYU do to consistently be in the top 30 recruiting classes, which is where they need to be to compete seriously in the Big 12, in his opinion, year in and year out, given the honor code limitations. I'd also add the academic Academic limitations that BYU imposes as well on prospective student athletes. Uh, to get to that level, running Red D. Humes, you've got to use the transfer portal to large effect. BYU can do, I think, a decent job with an uptick in the high school recruiting realm. But if you really want, as you mentioned, to be a top 30 recruiting team, we're talking the area that Utah is currently recruiting in, you need to use the transfer portal and make sure that you get uh, impact guys. Now, that's an advantage, I think, in some ways for BYU because a number of the guys who have gone to other universities, whether they had interest in BYU the first time around when it came to their high school recruiting or even uh, if they didn't, a lot of guys will go to a university, experience firsthand what college life is all about, experience what it's like to play in a certain university. And I'm not saying any specific university. I'm just saying they get a, a, a taste of what life is like as a student athlete at whatever university they opt to go to initially. And if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, and the, trust me, there are a bevy of reasons why it doesn't work out for certain guys. Some guys will go into the portal and be looking for an environment where they can focus simply on football. They want to buckle down. They want to get away from the the, the, the just craziness of college life and a number of you who didn't go necessarily to BYU like myself know that it's a really different experience at BYU as compared to other universities out there in America and that's where BYU needs to go out and pitch guys not every guy is looking for the button down nature of what BYU brings to the table in terms of the university the conservative nature of it the honor code the academic restrictions not every guy is in it for that but there are guys out there who are looking for I guess I, I would call it a quieter life or a more focused uh, existence as a student athlete, as a football player, and that's something where BYU needs to pounce on those guys and sell it hard. So uh, to answer your question, uh, Run and Rep D. Humes, if BYU truly wants to be a top 30, I think top 40 uh, in many ways actually probably work for BYU, I think if they can continue to show that they're, they're streak of developing guys pays off recruiting maybe at a top 40 level with that rec uh, development arm as a big part of it I think might be good enough for them to be competitive but they've got to use the transfer portal that absolutely has to be a key part of BYU's recruiting strategy moving forward it, it will be absolutely necessary for BYU if they want to have any chance of becoming a quote-unquote a power player in the big 
Big 12, you've got to use that transfer portal and make sure that you hit on those guys. This is the other thing about that. You're making bets on guys that have left a program already. They're, they're, like I said, there are a number of reasons why they left those programs. You've got to do your due diligence on them, and you're betting on them working out for you where they didn't work out at a previous university. And it's a gamble. And it's a gamble in all recruiting. But the transfer portal is absolutely going to be a game changer in many ways for BYU if they truly want, yes, like you mentioned, to be a, a top-level program in the Big 12. All right, we will continue on with a number of these questions. You guys absolutely just inundated me today, and I, I don't mind that. I absolutely love when you guys help program the show. Let me know what you guys want to be talked about. So we'll get to more of those questions here in just a moment. First, I need to get a word in on our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college national championship and uh, also uh, to basketball, NBA, college hoop. Uh, BYU, by the way, in action tonight, late night, 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip down there at Loyola Marymount. Uh, I'm seeing on Bet Online currently it is a pick em. Uh, They think this is a very even matchup between the Lions and the Cougars. So if you want to get in on that, get to Bet Online, and they are the place to get your betting information. They've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts just like this one, they've even got those on Bet Online as well. They are the fastest and the easiest way to get all of your betting information right now. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more now. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for checking out Locked On Cougars and joining us here to talk all things BYU sports. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It is your full nightly recap of all the major headlines in sports, game recaps, uh, highlights, Locked On's take of the day. they got all that in 22 minutes or less. It's a phenomenal product. I would encourage you guys to make it part of your podcast listening repertoire. It's a fantastic product. It's available on YouTube, also available wherever you get your podcasts. And check it out. That's Locked On Sports Today right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, on to more of your questions now uh, here on today's show. Uh, our next question comes in from Tyler Bergner. He says, Jake, do you expect BYU's defense under Jay Hill to run a base 3-4 or a 4-3? I can answer that by saying it's me a 4-3, Tyler. And actually, I think it might morph more into a 4-2-5 look, honestly, with maybe a hybrid safety role for BYU. But that does not mean it's going to be a true base 4-3 or 4-2 where you have four down linemen in three-point stances. I think you could see essentially what you would consider maybe a 3-4 look at times with a stand-up rush end. Isaiah Banya, who joined, uh, I was on Ben Criddle's show, I think on ESPN 960 yesterday, he's more of a stand-up pass rusher where he walks up in a two-point stance and comes off the edge. That's still plenty of plenty effective. It's still a four-man front in look. It just may not look like the tradi- traditional uh, four-man alignment that you're used to, but it will be a 4-3 alignment. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So hopefully that answers your question. David Congo asked, are there any rumors or updates on strength and conditioning coaches. Now, that's an interesting one, David, because I have not heard much. But let me insert this here. 
I think there may be two options already on campus that joined the program last year. One of them is Colby Clawson, the former BYU linebacker, the Snow College legend himself, the guy who knocked Sam Bradford out of the 2008 game uh, down there in Texas against Oklahoma. He has got a great background as a sports scientist, and I think he would be a phenomenal guy to help be part of the brain trust that leads BYU strength and conditioning. And his compatriot on the sports science side of things is Dr. Skyler Main. Now, Skyler Main is worked here locally in Utah, training athletes from BYU, Utah, Utah State, even high school athletes in his private practice. BYU is smart enough to get him on staff, pay him to come down to Provo, and he has been an absolutely incredible addition to BYU. He's revolutionized how they go about practicing, making sure guys are getting their, the right workloads. Colby Clausen's right there with him on that. So in many ways, it wouldn't surprise me if BYU doesn't necessarily make an announcement, but one or both of those guys end up becoming essentially a pseudo strength and conditioning slash sports science department themselves, where they kind of meld the two roles into one, and hopefully it yields better results for BYU. That I think that might be an option, but I've not heard anything beyond that, David. So just keep an eye on that. Dr. Skyler Main and Colby Clawson, I think they might be guys who already on campus who probably could just step in and be ready-made additions in that regard. Uh, next one coming in here is uh, Nick Lee says, ask any movement on Eddie Heckard possibly transferring to BYU. Now, I am assuming that Eddie Heckard, if he doesn't opt ultimately to truly go into the NFL draft like he originally announced, and if he intends truly to transfer, I think BYU is the odds-on favorite to land him. But it may take some time for him to ultimately make that decision, and it may take uh, up until the deadline. I think for NFL draft declaration is January 16th. Uh, So that's a couple weeks away, actually less than two weeks away, but he'll have to make that decision, and when he does, I think that's when you ultimately make uh, the time, uh, not make the time, you will find out what his intentions are, whether he is going to go pro or if he feels like he needs to get more seasoning and up his stock and hopefully do that at the Power 5 level, playing in the Big 12 in BYU secondary. Now, you asked a secondary question here, and I want to answer this one too, Nick. He says, uh, and also, what happens first? I get to play at Augusta National or the Big 12 Conference releases their 2023 schedule. Um, Well, Nick, if you get an, uh, an invite or you have a way to play at Augusta National, if I am not in that foursome, you and I are not friends. And Nick and I have traveled together on multiple trips to watch BYU across the country. And if, like I said, if I don't get that invite to join you at Augusta National, uh, I'm going to be very upset. But uh, considering I, Augusta is a tough course to get on, I'm going to say the Big 12 just ever so slightly in the lead with regards to the release of their 2023 football schedule. We're hearing the rumors now that it's going to come out early February, maybe February 1st. I'm not holding my breath. When it comes out, it comes out, and we'll do a special on it. But the sooner, the better. Honestly, I, I truly want to see that come out in a very expeditious uh, manner. But only time will tell when we actually get to see that for the first time. All right, uh, we'll pack in a couple more questions here before uh, we move on to some other topics. Uh, let's get here. Uh, Jordan Kennard, uh, excuse me, not Jordan asked a similar question to earlier. Uh, Trevor, as, as well as Alex, not to be impatient, but you've heard of any news of players in the transfer portal who are interested in BYU. Uh, Jordan, honestly, the biggest thing with the transfer portal is like I said, it changes almost day to day. There are a number of guys BYU's interested in. Christy and Kanu, uh, the star offensive lineman from Southern Utah, BYU would have absolutely killed to have him come join the program. Well, he picked to, to play for the Cougars, but decided to pick the Crimson Cougars up there at Washington State. So, 
it, it's crazy. It's a cutthroat world, and guys make decisions on a whim. They're making decisions very quickly. And BYU has won, I think, a number of guys. I think Jackson Cravens, Isaiah Banya are fantastic additions. Aiden Robbins, I think, is a home run at, at running back for BYU. There's a lot of good things happening in the transfer portal for BYU, and I haven't even mentioned Keaton Slovis. I think the one thing about Keaton Slovis we're all forgetting is that BYU is playing a Power 5 schedule for the very first time in their existence. Well, guess what is Keaton Slovis has done his entire career as a quarterback, even if the stats have not been absolutely stellar the last couple of seasons, particularly this past one at Pitt. Every season he's played college football has been a Power 5 level schedule. This guy is experienced at the Power 5 level, so I don't think he's going to get rattled facing off against Big 12 opponents. He's played that level of competition his entire, entire career. All right, uh, one other question here before we move on here. Uh, Let's get this. Ryan Welling says, I love the show, Jake. I've been watching every day on my way to work for several years now. Uh, I I hope you're not necessarily watching in terms of in your car, Ryan, but I'm your... Your, your decision, not not mine. He says, uh, with Jim Har potentially going to the Broncos or the Indianapolis Colts or the Carolina Panthers or insert NFL team here because uh, Michigan's head coach Jim Harbaugh is absolutely a hot topic in NFL circles. He says, what are the chances of getting Andrew Gentry to BYU? Now, uh, Ryan, uh, that's a very interesting question. Andrew Gentry, a four-star offensive lineman out of Columbine High School out there in Colorado. Very highly thought of offensive lineman. But I will say this. Andrew Gentry's actions, not picking BYU at a high school, then ultimately opting to pick Michigan while on his mission, uh... I think that he uh, has very little interest in actually playing for BYU. And that's nothing against the young man. It's nothing against BYU. I just think he wants to play at, at a different university. And that that's totally fine. Not every uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to want to play at BYU. And I know that BYU should be, in many people's minds, they're BYU fans, winning every recruiting battle with those kids who are members of the faith. But they're not going to win every one of them. And I think Andrew Gentry, not necessarily uh, that good guy uh, for BYU. It just doesn't seem that way, but hey, if if it does come to it, that he does enter the transfer portal or he decides to open up his recruitment, whatever it is, you obviously would make another phone call to him and say, what's your interest now in BYU? But I think his actions previous to this give us some indication of what the future holds for Andrew Gentry at the collegiate level. All right. I got two other things I need to touch on before we wrap up today's show. Uh, one on the hardwoods, looking ahead to LMU and BYU tonight. Also, our continuation of our series, looking back at all 155 games in BYU's independent era. Well, BYU's one and two after the first three games in 2011, as coming off a 54 to 10 loss to the University of Utah in just absolutely horrific fashion, seven turnovers. Well, BYU welcomed a pretty decent UCF squad to Provo for the first ever matchup uh, on uh, September 25th. 2011. How did it go? Uh, What did BYU do? We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Let's talk first about our friends, though, over at Built Bar. And many of you have been uh, with us for a long time. Uh, Like Ryan Welling says, he's been watching for years. You guys know all about Built Bars. And if you're a BYU fan, I assume you know about the Cougar Tail Built Bar out there. But the best part is Built Bar, if you're looking for a delicious treat and don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. We're just getting through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Uh, Many of you know that I've been through my weight journey, and I'm sure uh, uh, Rich 
Rich is watching this, Rich Hart, who's been helping me. Rich, uh, I need to get back with you because we gained some weight during the holiday season. But if you want to eat healthier and you don't want to compromise your taste, then I have got the thing for you, and you've got to try Built. With Built Bars, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They are perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes the Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and that's right, real chocolate. They have unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I think the Cougar Tail flavor, it tastes as good as a Cougar Tail can possibly taste in a protein bar form. So give it a shot, my friends. But I'm not sure how Built does it. All these bars, the macros are absolutely insane. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And the best part is you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars on Built.com. And by the way, you can still do that. You can save 15% by using the promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. But now, you can get them in your local Smith's or Sam's Club. Yes, you can do it while you're shopping for your other groceries. Head to your series. Uh, that's right. Head to your nearest Smith's and Sam's Club today. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar pack uh, of cookies and cream, coconut puffs, salted caramel, brownie batter puffs at your nearest Smith's. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their favorite flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. You can thank me later. It's fantastic stuff. That's Built.com or go to Sam's Club or Smith's and get your Built Bars today. That's Built Bar using the promo code LOCKEDON15 online or at your local Smith's or Sam's Club. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. A huge matchup for t- uh, tonight, excuse me, for BYU men's basketball. They're facing LMU down there at Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles. And this is a game that's got some intrigue to it, folks. I know that LMU has kind of been an afterthought in many people's minds when it comes to BYU's WCC tenure. They've had uh, chances to be a decent program. LMU this year is 11-5 and on the year. They're 1-1 and in West Coast Conference play. Uh, most recently coming actually off a loss to uh, Team BYU absolutely crushed uh, Pacific. They lost 78-72, to but the game before that, they went to Portland and absolutely obliterated the Pilots 92-72. So this is an interesting game because, as I mentioned earlier, BetOnline has got this one currently as a pick And why? Well, uh, Loyola Marymount's got some high-powered offense. Cam Shelton, their star guard, is averaging 18.3 points per game. Uh, many of you will recall uh, Kelly Lea Pepe, uh, the guy who's got that mullet. I actually think he cut it this year. I hope he didn't. I, I think he did, though. Uh, but Kelly Lea Pape is averaging 14.1 points per game, and also Jalen Anderson averaging 10.4 points per game. So they got a nice trio of scores, speaking of the Lions, going into this matchup. Now, uh, I'm going to acknowledge this right up front. It's a late game. 9 o'clock Mountain Time. And many of you know that I do morning sports radio here in Utah. I am the executive producer of DJ and PK on VKSL Sports Zone. Uh, I likely will not be up late enough to record the podcast because it's 11 o'clock finish if everything goes according to plan. That's way too late with my radio schedule. So I'm going to actually talk more about BYU basketball both games this weekend. They also go to San Diego to the Slim Gym on Saturday, speaking of the Cougars. And that should be an interesting game in its own right because a little bit of a rebuilding year uh, for uh San Diego, but I will recap both of those games in their entirety on our Monday edition of the show, or maybe if I get a chance on Saturday night uh, to do a 
postcast. Maybe we'll do a kind of a dual look back at both games and how they went for BYU men's basketball. But uh, interesting matchup. I think LMU could uh, pose a very stiff challenge for BYU in this game. BYU's got to be very aware of this. It is going to be on national television, albeit on late night. It'll be on ESPNU if you want to tune into it that way. And the ESPN, uh, the BPI, the Basketball Percentages Index, actually predicts a pretty handy LMU win in this game. So that's that's interesting that, that they think that BYU could be in trouble against LMU. It would legitimize uh, the, the Lions as a WCC player if they can beat BYU, but BYU is carrying a seven-game win streak, and they have got a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum going into this one. I think it's an interesting game, and the fact that the, the odds makers out there have it as either a one-point or a pick-em uh, type type game. They think it's going to be very tight throughout, and we'll find out how BYU does in that matchup. All right, final thing before we go on today's show, we've been talking about going back through all 155 games of BYU's independent era as a football program. We talked yesterday, I guess on our last podcast, about BYU's 54-10 loss to Utah. Absolutely ignominious fashion to lose that game, seven turnovers, and BYU suddenly was 1-2, and and I remember thinking, this is my first year full-time covering BYU. I was like, man, could the wheels come off this program already in independence and maybe they made a mistake? Well, UCF was coming to BYU with a 2-1 and one record and they'd actually uh, done a lot of good things coming into this matchup. But BYU, when you can't run the football, they muster just 11 yards against Utah and you can't necessarily score in bunches. What do you have to do to get yourself back into the win column? We need to rely on other options to get yourselves points and that includes special teams and turnovers. That's exactly what BYU got in this game against UCF. Many of you might recall Cody Hoffman returned a kickoff in this game, uh, 93 yards for a touchdown. It was the first uh, kick return touchdown in like 13, yeah, 13 years and 160 games for BYU uh, getting that kick return for a touchdown. It was absolutely massive. Uh, then uh, BYU's punt return unit forced a fumble that BYU converted into the game-winning touchdown, which they ultimately won this contest 24-17 to in this matchup. It was a, an incredible game for BYU just to find a way to win this game because BYU's offense didn't necessarily do a ton. They had a better uh, rushing output, rushing for 127 yards. Actually, I think uh, out pacing the previous three games combined rush-wise and total yardage. Uh, Jake Heaps had, was 16 of 34, under 50%, had one interception, passed for just 133 yards. As I mentioned, I think that fumble against Utah may have essentially sealed his fate because, as we're going to talk about on our next edition of Locked On Cougars, there was a very fateful decision in another in-state matchup that changed the course of BYU history uh, during this season. And, of course, we're talking about Riley Nelson versus Jake Heaps. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. But this was a huge win in retrospect uh, for BYU to beat UCF because if you look at the roster for UCF, there are two very notable names that I think are notable on that UCF uh, sideline that played in this game. Blake Bortles, a future your first round draft pick, if you many of you might recall, came in late in this game and was actually re- very dynamic, replacing Jeff Godfrey in this matchup. He finished 4 of 5 for 46 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a QB rating of 98. Uh, very nicely done. And also Latavius Murray, who is still playing at a high level in the NFL. I think he's, yeah, he's currently with the Denver Broncos. I know that because he's on my fantasy team. He was an injury replacement uh, for my fantasy team, which frankly has sucked this year. But regardless, that's beside the point. 
Latavius Murray in this game also carried the ball 12 times for 31 yards as well as uh, catching one pass for 12 yards in his own right. So two very high-level NFL guys were on that UCF sideline. This was a UCF team that had a lot of confidence. They were trying to bounce back after a loss after starting their season 2-0. But BYU found a way to get through it, and that's uh, what you have to do. Uh, There's a podcast that I've been listening to uh, ever since this game happened. I actually started listening to what they call, it's called The Solid Verbal. And Many of you might know it. It's a college football podcast. I'm a huge fan of Ty and Dan's work, and they talk about winning your clunkers, and this was a clunker game for BYU. It was not a pretty game by any means. I I was at Lavelle Edwards Stadium watching this game take place, but the the thing BYU needed to do after the back-to-back losses, a heartbreaker at Texas, getting absolutely curb stomped by your chief rival in your home opener uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you just needed to find a win, the, find a way to win the game. That's what BYU did. Uh, Cody Hoffman showed up big with that kick return for a touchdown. Uh, he also uh, was just a, a marvelous uh, player in his own right uh, as part of the passing attack for BYU. Funny enough, Marcus Matthews led BYU in pass uh, receiving in this game. Four receptions for 35 yards. Marcus Matthews played a pretty out sized role in our next next game we'll talk about but the biggest thing for BYU in that matchup was just you know what find a way to win they forced three turnovers recovered those converted them into points and also that kick return touchdown absolutely gargantuan and I, I'm, just, I'm I'm still miffed that ESPN copyright uh, noticed my video that I had uh, of Cody actually it wasn't Cody Hoffman I wanted to put Cody Hoffman into this one that kick return touchdown the video of it but apparently ESPN no matter how old the video is uh, they're having to put a copyright notification on it, and some of you pointed out, well, you may not be able to do it, Jake, but a number of other people on uh, social media and also YouTube have put them up. They have, but apparently my video, because they're monetized, I, in interest of full disclosure, I make money off of my YouTube videos. Uh, apparently ESPN does not want to play nice on that front. But regardless, a big win for BYU. Got themselves the 2-2. Two and two. And the next game, once again, that matchup against Utah State uh, in, uh, after this game against UCF, like I said, it turned the course of this season, and it came down essentially to one th- decision, to bench Jake Heaps and start Riley Nelson. We'll talk about that on our next edition of Locked on Cougars. But thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Always appreciate your guys' patronage of the show. If you want to be a part of the show as an advertiser, we'd love nothing more than to f- have you guys as part of it. Uh, reach out to us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address, and we'll get you that information, get you in touch with our sales team, and get you on the avenue to podcast advertising success. But also, in the meantime, make sure you check out, make your your second listen, our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors does a great job covering all things in the Big 12, getting ready for TCU in the national championship game. Also, a transfer portal, NFL draft stuff, opt-outs, NFL draft declarations. He's got it all covered in 30 minutes or less every single day on Locked On Big 12. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcast. Also, check it out on YouTube. All right, until next time, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.